Hi, I'm Laura Von Holt. And I'm Alex Gershney, and you're listening to Astrology Zoned, a Susan Miller fan podcast. Susan Miller reads the stars. We read Susan Miller. Hello, Alex. Hi, Laura. How are you? Um, well, I'm great because actually I just saw you in person a few hours ago, and we had a beautiful walk and um, coffee and treats. And if people don't know this, but Al Hirschfield's agent is having an estate sale of her home where like there's just millions of prints of his work and we went to go look for them. We didn't buy anything, but it was, you know, an exciting field trip. It was a really fun field trip. And also it's very obvious where the estate sale is being held because outside of the townhouse, they have these big cutouts of some of his drawings. And so Laura and I took photos with Cher and Madonna and Marilyn Monroe and just we're so famous today. I mean, yeah, it was like really like, oh, this is what New Yorkers do is they meet up for coffee and they walk in the sunshine and they happen upon an Al Hirschfeld estate sale. And they go sit in Washington Square Park and watch artists and skateboarders and musicians do their thing. Mm, yes. Yes. So that was lovely. Glamorous. Um, what's also lovely is that Susan Miller released her horoscopes within like four days. So. Lovely. Yeah, not yeah. too shabby. Not too shabby. And they seem generally good for October. I think my general read on them is that, like, they were comforting and, aff- and affirming, but, like, a little bit, like, I feel just like we're, like, missing a little bit of, like, Zaza Zoo from Susan this month. Like, yeah. uh, there's just felt like it was a, you know, I don't know if uh, it was the whole mercury retrograde thing ending or what but it was just feeling a little like not her best effort i agree a little lackluster however alex found a gem on susan's website that that came out before the horoscopes were released Um, i sure did please share alex so you know susan i read the desktop version Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that I have the app, I tend to... And she tells us to read the app. Don't use our browser. You can use your app. I like the browser because then you sign on, you get that full weird picture Mm -hmm. of Susan at the weird futuristic news Mm -hmm. desk. Mm -hmm. And there's a section that says latest articles from Susan or something like that Mm -hmm. when you sign into the website. And so I'm just kind of looking around. Something catches my eye, a new article by Susan called Getting Your child enthusiastic about going back to the classroom okay and you told me this um headline and my first thought was that she had pitched this and no one had taken it and so she just put it on her blog (laughs) this is something that's likely i think she's like oh i have a grandchild i'm gonna send this to parenting magazine they're like no thanks susan not this time and so now we get it on the blog i didn't read it Okay, well, so basically, as what you might expect, the gist of it is that she says that after the pandemic, now kids are going back to school, they might be struggling with this. And so then she does a breakdown of each sign and what that might mean for your child, who is that sign. Okay, gotcha. So I would like to read you the little blurb about Taurus and see if this jibes at all with the way you were as a child and potentially your fears about going back to school each year. Wow. Okay. I, let me just put myself back in that little time machine. Um, okay, Alex, 
Hit me with your best shot. Okay. <laughs> Get ready. Yep. Taurus children have a very have very acute senses and like to take their time concentrating on various things they encounter that are new to them. They like to know ahead of time what's coming, such as the schedule of events in school, because they like to prepare rather than be surprised. They love the entire process of shopping for new clothes and new shoes. They are very tactile, and deciding what to wear on the first day is fun. Taurus children don't like to be rushed, so together, choose their clothes the night before and lay them out to speed things along in the morning. Okay. Wow. Actually nailed it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this is a Taurus thing or else just like a child with anxiety, like unrecognized anxiety. (laughs) But I remember like being so nervous before kindergarten because like I didn't know where my cubby was yet. And I knew I was going to have one. And the same thing with sixth grade was when we got lockers. And I was like, what if I forget my combination? Where is my locker? Oh my God. You know, just like stressed and Mm -hmm. not knowing like Sixth grade, you got to – I would knew my schedule in advance because, like, it was, you know, it was the first time you had periods and, ch- like, change between classes. But I do remember, like, really being like, what's going to happen every day? Like, I really wanted another routine. So I don't know if that's a tourist thing or an anxiety thing, but yes. Um, the school clothes nailed it. Best part of going back to school was the school shopping. And I remember, like, kind of, like, every year when I got my new school clothes, because of, like, trends or whatever, there would kind of be a general color theme – and being like very excited when I realized like, oh yeah, like this year is black and magenta. Wow. Like that, that year was like, yeah, these are the outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well. So, I mean, actually, I'm sorry, Parenting Magazine, you missed out on <laughs> a really spot on article. <laughs> See? Yeah. And she does it for all the signs. So parents and just human beings who like to reconnect with their Mm -hmm. childhood self, Mm -hmm. you might Mm -hmm. want to take a look at this. And how did you feel about the the Scorpio one, Alex? Um, The Scorpio one is a bit longer. So I will just read the beginning. Mm -hmm. She says, Scorpio children tend to be loners. Preferring to have one or two very close buddies they can trust and have fun with instead of a group of kids to play with. They like familiar environments, so showing your child the school they will attend and even going inside for a little tour, if possible, would be a great way of acclimating the Scorpio child. They love routine, so once school starts, they will like the predictability of the schedule and feel anchored by having their own cubby or locker. See what I'm saying? Scorpion Taurus are on the opposite ends of the thing, and we both need to know where is our cubby and our locker. But I yeah. do feel like this is also like yours. Is this a Scorpio child or is this a child with anxiety? Yes. <laughs> but I will I also like, say I feel like it's a quote. Is this a Scorpio or is this a child with anxiety? <laughs> but the first part about mm-hmm. Scorpio's like one or two close buddies, mm-hmm. um, shout out to my friend Allison, who was mm-hmm. a listener, mm-hmm. she was the only person I wanted to associate with in kindergarten. And Aww. it's true. I felt very comfortable with having like the one friend that I like look to always, yeah. you know, when they said like, you're going to work with a partner. It was like, <gasps> I know who that one person is. Allison. And that's the only person I wanted to be. Wow. But again, Scorpio child oh, or anxious child. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. 
Okay, if we ever need a drinking game, we're going to read that thing through for our friends and be like, is this a, is this a Sagittarius child or an anxious child? <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, I didn't read the other ones, frankly, but I suspect that um, they're quite similar. Um, well, I mean, I guess it was an article about like, if they may have anxieties going back to school. So I guess like, that's why there's going to be anxieties, but a lot of, yeah. But yeah. That's true. That's true. So I mean, <laughs> Susan, I really like giggled when I saw that you wrote this, but good job. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the note from Susan Miller, I'm going to be honest. Like I usually get jazzed by like Susan, Susan Miller's business acumen, but I am like really tired of Susan Miller businesswoman right now. <laughs> like, like I just don't want crypto bros in my horoscopes <laughs> and there's same so much nft and she even says like we're gonna don't worry about words like cryptocurrency we'll explain it to you and because you don't need crypto to buy her nfts but i'm like so tired of susan miller's nfts i did know this on each of the horoscopes but she now puts out one of the nft pictures for each sign so you have an idea of it um so she's really trying but i feel like her whole note was just like this app, this app, NFTs, Discord, mm-hmm. all of these special AMA Ask Me Anything sessions. If you're on the Discord, it was just like a very long thing and didn't make me feel like it was worth $200 to, I don't want an NFT and then not, yeah, then I don't want $200 AMA. But the end of it was a tribute to a character we have not talked about in a while who we, we, I, as a reader, I miss dearly, but little mom, little mom, yeah, 10 year anniversary of her death. Yep. And, yes. and you know what, wait, did she said it was, she said it was like September 10th that, that what was the date? September 27th, 2012 okay. is when well, she died. This is connection. I make it is that the queen died September, what? 8th, 9th, 10th, something around there. And little mom died at the end of September. And I was like, I think. Susan Miller was grieving, and that's why there's some lackluster horoscopes. I think, I think that's likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So she talks a little about little mom. She says she actually wasn't that interested in astrology, um, but she got into it and worked hard. And if she says without little mom, there would be no astrology zone. Thank you, little mom. Yeah, thank you, little mom. Also, there was another health shout out where she was like, said something about being 14 and having the surgery and didn't know like if she would walk again or something. And it was like a very cryptic thing. And then somehow that's why she got into astrology with little mom. Yeah, I, I didn't quite yeah. draw. I didn't quite understand. No, the and I and I don't remember the the story either. But um, but thank you, little mom, or we would not have astrology zone or or this podcast. Yeah, oh. or NFT, NFT, Susan Miller NFTs, wow. or cosmic beauty boxes. No, cosmic beauty boxes. She said, "Thank you, everyone, for your support." And I was like, I actually didn't support it, but. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, for someone who loves Susan Miller, I have a real hard time giving her money. Also, am I gonna get a calendar this year? <laughs> and also, did she put the year ahead 2022 on sale yet? No. No, I'm sure she did not. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. Uh, poor Susan. She has such a miserly followers. <laughs> she, listen, she said that some people bought all four signs of the Cosmic Beauty Box. So, oh, wow. Okay. So they're making up for us. Okay. Great. Good job, everybody. Who's really pulling our weight? 
Yeah, because yeah. we are certainly not. We yeah, are so not. she just wants you to buy all the stuff. I agree. I found it exhausting. I'm not yeah. interested anymore. No. I'm like, if I see, if there was a way to like block the word NFTs from my eyes in her horoscopes, I would because they also popped up multiple times in the horoscopes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, should we do a hot take? Please. Okay, so Alex found one on Instagram, which she sent me, and I just, I enjoyed it. Um, it was someone saying, pardon my honesty, I hope you haven't rushed Pisces again, as it is obvious when reading them as the last sign that you do, that you are tired and in a hurry and the editing is poor. This is for the premium paying version that I subscribe to, prayer emoji, prayer emoji. And someone else replied to that, agree, I find my Pisces forecast strewn with editing mishaps, as well as grammar issues I find challenging to understand. Why does Pisces need to be last? I wonder, kind of smiley, laughy emoji? Yeah. I so, don't know. That person doesn't sound like he's smiling yeah, or laughing. I know. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say justice for Pisces. And I also don't know why they come last in the Zodiac. Like, like or they sometimes they come first. Like, I'm Susan has never explained that I can remember, like, why the wheel of the Zodiac works. The way, like, why don't we start the zodiac year where the Pisces are? But I don't know. So anyway, sorry, Pisces. Know. She does, and also as we frequently said, sometimes she'll be like, "I'm just working on this sign," and we're like, "We don't know what order you do them in." So right, that means nothing. I um, know, Pisces. I'm sorry. It's yeah. not right. Sorry, it's just Pisces. not right. It's just, yeah. it's just not right at all. So, oof. um, so that's the hot take and our distru- and our disgruntlement with um with a Susan Miller businesswoman this year. The other thing I have to say is, is Alex sent me that hot take and I just replied with, I can't decide to buy for my winter coat if there's actually buy the pink one or the leopard print one. And um, if anybody has any feelings. <laughs> wow, Laura's still taking um, <laughs> coat suggestions, coat <laughs> hot takes. Coat hot takes. I still can't decide or just tell me, just tell the tourists within me that I'm allowed to get both for the school year. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. The, you know, that's your favorite part of the school year. Maybe How should, are we going to tell you not to get, get both? both and then try them both on? And if the pink isn't the pink that like that's on the screen, I can just return it. Sometimes the pink is a different pink. Right. Well, no, I just I... think I think you're going to get both. And yeah. then you're kind of like clearly going to every time you go out, I think you're going to pick the same one. Yeah, I know. I think you're correct. Yeah. And yeah. then you're going to be like, why did I buy two? Right. Well, see, and the reason why I want to get the pink one is because the last time I bought sensible coats, I bought a black one and a red one. And the red one is Betsy Johnson with disco ball tassels. And so, like, I always wanted to wear the red one, but then, like, the black one was slightly warmer. So, like, I would have to wear it on the really terrible days. And I'd be like, ugh. Yeah. So, I feel like the leopard, because I think of leopard as a neutral, I'll be like, oh, I, I guess too. I have to wear this on the boring day. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think you're always going to pick the pink one <laughs> yeah. and then be like, why did I order this dumb <laughs> leopard one that I never want to wear? Except for on days where I'm going to look like too much like Honey Boo Boo if I wear a pink coat, depending on what else I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> what are days where you're not going to have to look like honey boo boo? So <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> and probably I'll look more like honey boo boo if I do the leopard coat because it'll be like, how many prints can one woman wear? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too, actually. Huh. Well, you know what? Everybody will stay tuned for November when I pick a coat. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. I mean, 
we'll get to your horoscope, but well, Venus unfortunately, is do... she didn't guide you. I know she didn't, but she's just saying Venus is going to do something or be near me or be good on my good side. So <sighs> Venus, send me a sign. <laughs> <laughs> if only. If only. All right. Should we get into these horoscopes for the people? Let, let's do it for the people. Let's, let's say people. a nice big happy birthday to Libra. Happy birthday, Libra. Oh, um, so I'm a Libra rising. So great. I had to read this one very closely. Okay. Um, I guess the main events that we should talk about is that there is a full moon of October 9th. And we're recording this on Saturday, October 8th. So we didn't even know what's going to happen. Like. No. Wow. Okay. So Libra, the full moon of October 9th is in Aries, which is your house of marriage, commitment, and spouse and committed business partner. Jupiter, the giver of gifts and luck, is also in your same seventh house of partners on October 8th. What a delicious weekend you have in store. Plan something special. And I was like, wow, good thing Alex and I went to that Al Hirschfield thing because I didn't have any better plans. That's true. I mean, that was special. <laughs> that was delicious. Yeah. Um, then she said, if you're not dating and not serious about anyone, this full moon may represent a coming together between you and a business partner, agent, headhunter, publicist, or other professional who can collaborate with you and suggest ways for you to get ahead. The seventh house is a coming together of equals in an ideal collaboration or partnership who work together to mutual benefit. So... It's also a Sunday, so I don't know. I hope actually no one's really work emailing you, Libras, but something beautiful may come. Um, Exactly. And then, like she said, Venus is traveling with the sun, both in Libra during the first half of October. And Venus's job is to take good care of you. So at the time of the full moon, October 9th, you will be surrounded by a crowd of loving planets acting like little relatives who want you to experience the best in life. And I had the mental image of, like, the family and while you were sleeping that was, like, all gathered around the, like, Peter Gallagher's bed. In a coma. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they're, like, when he wakes up, they're all like, hi. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great visual. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Either that or the Golden Girls, which also, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Also great <laughs> and also appropriate great. anytime. Yeah. 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 Um, the other thing that, is going to come up in all our horoscopes yeah. is that um, eclipses are back. Eclipses are back. And it's, they come in pairs. Yes. And so there's a first eclipse, which is on October 25th. Mm-hmm. And she says that that's, it seems like the trend is mostly like that's the better one. Yes. And then there's a second one on November 8th, which is less good. And the October 25th is a a new moon, and the November 8th is a full moon. Okay. Just, I think that means things. Um, Okay. Yeah. So, also the other thing, wait, before we go into eclipses, the other thing she said to talk about is that, to talk about, to know about, is that Mars is going to be in, like, for, uh, for your advantage in the first weeks of October, so get things done before October 15th. Because then it's going to go retrograde until January of 2023. And for Libra, Mars is doing a tour of Gemini. Um, and it will be in your ninth house. So you might be traveling a lot more more than usual. Um, and business life might be slow. But so you might feel like you're kind of like walking through glue, which is going to be all of us in the same boat. And, she's, and I, she gave this example. 
here's a scenario. Let's say you are an artist. And I was like, I am. And you want to do some focused self-promotion to get more work. Put your work out in the marketplace in early October. Ask an art director, blah, 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 blah. But do it before October 15th. You don't have to complete your goal before October 15th, but you have to start before October 15th. Yes. Um, yeah. She also said you might have supply chain problems. She also told me that as well. She was she really a- okay. obsessed with the supply chain again. <sighs> okay. But so the eclipses are coming. And on social media, she said something about how, like eclipses could also come like a month before or something because she was talking about how Hurricane Ian was September 25th. And that like might be related. So I I don't know. But October 25th. Um, So she said that for Libra, you might have like a new, um, that the eclipse is going to fall in Scorpio, and which is your house of earned income. And eclipses are harbingers of change. And this one might be a change in your income. So it might open new doors or like a new client. Um, And she says, many people think eclipses bring unexpected news, but that's going to be one on November 8th that's going to bring unexpected news. So this first one on October 25th, might bring like a new client or foreign travel, um, or you might get like a new position. Uh, so that seemed like kind of exciting. Something about like some opportunity that is for it, like in a foreign arena. I don't know. Yeah, that yeah. first one sounded great. The yeah. November eighth one sounds like the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says October twenty fifth, foreign markets, long distance travel, university or college study. This eclipse, you might give up one source of income for another, or you might be able to do both. This eclipse is friendly, but there will be a few cross currents in the air. You may be offered a good job, but might worry about your responsibilities. Um, so see how you feel. And if it isn't right, some other offer will come in January. Um, but November 8th will not be friendly and could bring unexpected news. And Uranus will be very active, wild and wooly. Mm-hmm. And that, and Uranus is also the planet of things completely unexpected. So um, she says, I hope the first eclipse, the new moon eclipse this month, brings in a good amount of money to you in terms of a uh, better salary or, or lucrative clients. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, she did have one nice piece of advice. She says, Sometimes during an eclipse, we have to give up one situation to make room for another, one that is better than the one we gave up. But the eclipse will look for weak links and move to eliminate them. Don't freak out. You will get something better fairly quickly because the universe cannot stand a vacuum. It rushes to fill it. Yeah, very interesting. Then she immediately transitions into saying that um, she knows eclipses are confusing and she wants to talk about them with you if you buy one of her NFTs. Then you can go on to one of her many... AMA sessions. Yeah. Something, something, something. And I just, just then I zoned out. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, great. And, but if you want to read um, her show, feel free to go to astrologyzone.com and read it yourself. But we um, got bored. So we did. Uh, so yeah, Libra looks like first half of the month, very exciting. The first eclipse, very exciting. We might all have a bumpy time in November, but you are set up right now. With, like, a beautiful, um, happy family of people waiting for you to wake up from a coma, which also feels like coming out of Merck Retrograde is a perfect, like... Wow, that was really a great metaphor. Yeah, I was so... going to say Susan would be proud of you, but that's better, frankly, than Susan's <laughs> metaphors. <laughs> so, um, happy birthday, Libra! Yes. <laughs> okay, Alex, okay. Scorpio and up. Let's talk about Scorpio. All right. So 
she gets right to it and says, this may turn out to be a big year for you. She starts the October horoscope by talking quite a lot about November and December because she thinks this is the time for true love, Scorpio. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's one of those things. Jupiter visits your solar fifth house of love and happiness every 12 years. And it sounds like the end of 2022 is like really when that's going to be happening. What? Um, any fleets of Cupid or is it just better than that? She didn't mention any fleets of Cupids. Okay. I don't know if it's because like it's even too serious for fleets yeah. of Cupids. Okay. Um, but she says you're in a spectacular period involving your personal life, love, romance, children, distant travel, and creativity can all bloom for you. Then luckily she realizes she's supposed to be talking about October. Oh. And she says <laughs> it's <laughs> she says it's gonna bring a lot of activity, especially now that we're out of Merc Retro. And she says, life will speed up noticeably and you will be humming a happy tune. So I'm <laughs> funny thing to tell a Scorpio, but I'm on board. I don't know why I think that's so funny. <laughs> it's really funny. It's really good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Great. So I might be humming a happy tune later. Next wow. Time you see me. Let me know what song it is. <laughs> I will. I got a lot of ideas. Okay. Um. So she said the new moon that appeared just prior to the start of October appeared on September 25th. It lit the most contemplative private part of your chart. You may have been inside thinking about your new birthday year and all you want to accomplish by this time next year, which like, that's a lot of pressure. And also I think Susan thinks that like, I'm doing more self examination than I am. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. I know. Okay. So. Well, Scorpio season is coming up, right? So like, okay. I know. She says the most important dates for you to watch will be the dazzling days surrounding the full moon, October 9th. So again, glad we had our hang today because, you know, this is the time for me. Yeah. Wow. Um, And then she says, mark down October 6th when Mercury will trine your ruler Pluto. Mm-hmm. A day you will be supremely energetic and persuasive. You could practically sell someone the London Bridge. Okay, so I'm not familiar with that phrasing. I've heard people say, like, you're so slick you could sell them, and they insert something else. Something so undesirable. Yeah, yeah. But I don't Why know. Why is she I... shading the London Bridge? Was the London Bridge hard to sell? <laughs> That's an idea. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering, like, is, is like the London Bridge, like notoriously like terrible or did they try to sell it at some point? No, or like, was it, it, was it like controversial when it was built that people like didn't want it? Oh, Un- no. Unclear. Well, unclear. aren't you slick, Scorpio, <laughs> just selling people the London Bridge? I mean, October 6th, what was that, Thursday? Yeah. Not your best work. I mean... <laughs> I don't remember practically selling someone on the London Bridge. Okay. Well, okay. Um, okay. So she says, it sounds like work things are going to go well. She says your manager or client will love your work. So that sounds like a good thing. She said, you may get a contract to sign this month, which transitioned into some practical advice. Okay. And also a little bit of a look into Susan Miller because she says that she has a lawyer look at every document that she signs and she says together we go over the points that would need to be adjusted 
like it for it sounds like it's like an agreement between her and a client. Okay. But then she says, rather than have my lawyer call the client, I call. I feel if I am too hesitant to talk to the client directly about the changes, then I don't deserve to have them. I feel like that's intense. That is very intense because like I kind of thought the whole point about having a lawyer was a you're paying them to do the arguing and the negotiations so that like you didn't get like emotions in the way or they could just like, you know, it could be like business business and not like. Right. And I got to imagine there must be some lawyers that Susan's worked with that are like, please don't call the client. Yeah. Anyway. Also, it's like sometimes like it's like the two lawyers for two things work things out. Yeah. I don't quite get it. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway. So then she says, you know, never sign a contract when the moon is void, of course. And then she Mm -hmm. turns that into an ad for her app. Cool. cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, she says you might find that you have supply chain problems. And so just, you know, if there's anything you have to do, do it soon. And she says, do your holiday shopping early because Mars is retrograding and things are going to like take a long time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that in terms of money, she says, stay in touch with your financial advisor And then she says, in terms of stocks, what goes down eventually comes up, which I'm just kind of like, this is not astrology. (laughs) This is another financial planner. (laughs) Yes. Great. Perfectly said. Yeah. Except then in the next sentence, she says, I am not a financial astrologer. Okay. Well, neither is she a legal (laughs) analyst. No, she's not a a legal analyst. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so then she talks about the eclipses, and it's quite similar to what she said about Libra, which is that, like, the October 25th one is, like, okay, and that the November 8th one is potentially not so great. Uh-huh. hmm She says it will be more difficult, the more difficult of the two, because unpredictable Uranus and Taurus will be tightly conjunct the moon and directly opposed to the sun. Oh. Yeah. So she says if a relationship has been difficult, either in your romantic life or in your business life, it could just come spinning apart in the blink of an eye. I know. Wow. I know. She says, this is, you know, a Susan special, as you know. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you may be told to move quickly, like move your house. Your landlord may sell the building. You may be worried about a conflict with a neighbor. Oh, yikes. I know. And she says, especially if your birthday falls on or within five days of October 25th or within five days of November 8th, which mine does. So I have to stay alert, she says. I know. Okay. 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 Um, And then the rest of it is her talking about um, Discord and NFTs. And I didn't care for that. And I stopped. Yeah. I did really feel like half of the main horoscope part for Libra and Taurus was also just the same copy paste um, encouragement to yeah. an NFT. Yeah. So the main <laughs> takeaway is that she feels like with eclipses, she says this every time there are eclipses, mm-hmm. that means change. You're a Scorpio. You don't care for that. Cool. Like, okay. yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. good luck. Good luck. You're not yeah. going to like the, you know, you're going to have trouble with the change, even if it's good change, which it sounds like the first eclipse is and the second one is not. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but you know, as Susan does, she tends to end on a positive note. So she says early October is going to be sweet as maple sugar. Lovely. Yeah. So (laughs) Scorpios, I don't know. I just feel like Laura and I are both a little cranky because of the businesswoman like bonanza. Yeah. 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 It's a good month. You know, watch out for those eclipses. Stay alert. Stay alert. <laughs> That's but what en- she said. No, but enjoy the first half of October. So yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Um, so would would you like to tell us all about Taurus? Yes, I would like to tell you all about Taurus. So Taurus for September. No, what's this month? October, October. 2022. So what's funny about that is that most of the beginning of the horoscope for Taurus was about September. And then I think she again remembered what month she was supposed to talk about, but there was a lot. Like recapping the new moon of September 25th. And she said something about like new moons open a door, and this one is special for getting lots of assignments, and you're gonna wanna dig in, and you might get lots of new business. And then she was like, oh, and then Mercury goes direct on October 2nd. And then she was like, oh, right, it's October. <laughs> so, like, anyway. Taurus, I hope September 25th was good for you. I was escaping the hurricane in Florida that day. I mean, I made it out of Florida safely, but I feel like I really couldn't pay attention to, like, like, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, the full moon of October 9th uh, is going to put Mars in charge. Mars is in charge. And Mars will be beautifully oriented to Saturn in again our prestigious 10th house of fame and honors oh my god every month she mentions that for you and the sixth house of everyday work projects so she says there will be a magical collaboration that will will occur involving mars and gemini saturn and aquarius the sun and venus both close will be in libra so together these planets will create a rare golden triangle a grand trine which is an aspect of supreme harmony And the fact that Venus is present will give this full moon extra oomph because Venus is the ruler of Taurus. Um, She says that the Aries full moon will also appear in the most private portion of your chart, your 12th house, over this weekend of October 8th and 9th. So she said, don't have a heavy social schedule and don't take on any chores that are taxing. And I was like, don't you worry, Susan. Don't you. No. Not going to tax a thing. You don't have to tell the Taurus twice no. yeah, to not no. do a taxing chores. Nope. Nope. Might not even do all my laundry because, wow, don't want don't to stress out. Susan says. <laughs> um, okay. So then she said you, uh, you, as you rest during this full moon, you may learn a secret at this time. Something that has not been general knowledge. And when you become privy to that information, it might help you make a decision about a future action you'll need to take. You may also notice that your inner voice, your intuition will be speaking in an urgent way. It'll be wise to follow what you are feeling. Okay. So that's this weekend. So I got to pay attention. Stay alert. Um, Yeah. And then, (laughs) okay. So again, stay alert because she also said there was a long thing about this, but the takeaway was, that you might, Taurus says, you might be spending a lot more money through March 2023. Through like March ex- 2023? Yeah, like, un- like yes, from for the next, like, basically five months, there might be, like, unexpected expenses or, like, for, like, good reasons, it sounded like business or, like, for good reasons, you had to put out more money, but their spending would be up. And I was like, oh. 
Okay. And I mean, you know, then she got excited that like back in September, we're going to get more, more money for projects. So I was like, okay, maybe that balances out. But anyway, just heads up. If you feel like spending, if you feel like you have been spending a lot more money and will be spending a lot more on tours, she's like, you are, it's just happening. Um, moving into everyone's other favorite piece of information. We're getting eclipses again. (laughs) So the new moon eclipse on October 25th, will fall in Taurus's opposite sign of Scorpio. Hi, Alex. Hi, Hi, Alex. Hi. So it does suggest that you may be seeing a new development in a close romantic or business relationship. You might get married or you might break up. You might hire a business partner or expert, or you might just decide you need to change a person that you have now. She says eclipses bring a floodlight of information, so you may need to adjust plans accordingly. And then she says the new moon eclipse, um, which is known to set off fresh beginnings... Um, sometimes something has to end so that something new can begin. And this is like, not always the case. Um, so she says like, if you are getting married, this eclipse may show you that you are ready to end your single life in favor of building a new life with your partner. Like for example, um, she says, if you're an artist, you may now marry an agent and decide to enter talks to make it happen. So like big partnership, good things like, but you know, it'd be changed, but it's like good new change, hopefully for like committed partnerships. Mm -hmm. Um, so, oh, and then she said that the Mars will be at one point of the golden triangle of the lovely full moon on October 9th. And and there'll be a second golden triangle on October 25th with Mars and Gemini. Um, so all these planets will work together in a friendly way to help you with your career and ability to earn money. Meanwhile, Venus, your ruler, will be almost glued to the sun and your partnerships sector, suggesting that the changes you're getting ready for are joining forces with another person and there'll be something you feel good about doing either immediately or in time. So yeah, there are basically lots, two golden triangles, October 9th and October 25th, new partnerships. Sounds good. I feel like she gave kind of a warning that that November 8th, the upcoming eclipse in November would be difficult, but uh, she seemed more focused on October 25th and that one. And then she was, of course, was like, and many people have questions about eclipses, so buy my NFTs. And I was like, no. <laughs> no. 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 But, but Alex, didn't we also <coughs> talk about eclipses one time in an we special did. episode? Yeah. We did. So we did. no need to buy an NFT. The tea, you can just go hear our recap of Susan Miller's Guide to Eclipses or just go read on her website. Just yeah, I was going to say. I mean, yeah. Maybe she thinks we don't remember, but she wrote a whole article Article about it as well. So just saying. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, that was Taurus. Um, A lot of things happening in October that will be good for the future. And sorry, you're going to be spending money. Oh, sorry. I have to go back. So the thing she said about the November 8th full moon lunar eclipse, just for a heads up was that the full moon lunar eclipse on November 8th is in Taurus, and this will have the most profound effect of all on Tauruses, um, especially if you're born within six days, five days of May 6th, which I think is me. Um, so there might be a significant change in your marital status, or it might be that your partner or like a business partner has news that alters where you live or work, like very unexpected change on November 8th. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 November 8th, people. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Oof. Uranus. Wild and woolly. Wild and woolly. 
So, yeah. So, Tauruses, gather ye opportunities while ye may. Changes that come in. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Do it now because Mars is going to slow oh, everyone everything. down. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Okay. Yeah. And maybe um, you should play the lottery. Maybe I should. Because I got a lot of money expenses coming up. She said, like, okay, great. Yeah. yeah, for like six months. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, so, yeah, gird your loins. It's eclipse season, people. <laughs> like, I know. Or, but also, it's like, it's eclipse season, good career stuff, but also maybe like v- volatility or change in like romantic partnerships, too. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And maybe there are signs out there that are unlike Taurus and Scorpio who like change. Yeah. I don't know who they are, but good luck to them. They welcome eclipses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't read everyone's horoscope, but for all of you other signs, if you're supposed to have some good change and you like change, I wish you a very happy eclipse season. Same. but yeah, so that was that was October. You know, it was she her horoscopes were pretty brief because she's a she's a lady with NFTs to sell, and I would love to have a look at that contract and know what her lawyers told her about it, and then what she said to whoever she was negotiating with. Because this is the third month that she is uh, promoting it, and what I've seen is they haven't sold very well, and I wonder how long she has to talk about it. That is a great question. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say. Courtney, call us, her assistant, but Courtney is no longer with us, right? No, Courtney, She's yeah. alive. Alive. She's just no longer with Susan Miller, Inc. or whatever. Right. <laughs> like, it's astrologyzone.com. Yeah. 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 Ugh, so, we, need it. yeah. we need inside info. Also, Alex, I think it was a year ago that we met Susan Miller. That was in September of 2021. Oh yeah. And at that time, she told us about the Moon Void, of course, app, and then it didn't come out until like almost 10 months later. Well, she was still writing the year ahead. Right. right. 2022. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes, she I, really couldn't focus on the app. I at really that time. do hope in November we start hearing about the year ahead 2023. Do we think she's learned anything? No, but I'm just, no. I feel like we've gotten three months of promotion for the NFTs, and I would like to know what's next. Yeah. Well, I almost feel like. I'm so sick of hearing about the NFTs. I actually would welcome hearing about yeah. the year ahead. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. Um. So that's all we have, I think. Um. Thank you very much for listening. And again, thank you very much. If you want to know all the times of her Discord chats, please go to astrologyzone.com and read your complete horoscope there. Um, but if you want to at, ask us anything about eclipses or you have any hot takes, you can always email us at astrologyzoned.com. No, yes. At correct. gmail.com. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Please don't email astrologyzoned.com. No, will email happen. astrologyzoned at gmail.com. <laughs> I, I had a moment there where we were talking about the early internet and I was like, we don't put www and put more things. And I was like, I forget how they go now. <laughs> I know. There's a lot here to think about. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we would love to hear from you. Hot takes. Just, you know, if you need to vent about hearing about NFTs, we're here for you. Yeah. And Pisces, if your horoscope is, if you're getting like really shafted on the length of your horoscope, we just want, we want you to know that our hearts are with you. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, they really are. We yeah, yeah. yeah, they really are. All right, everybody. See you next month for Scorpio season. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.